0: Great. Brilliant. I sound loud. I'm good. I'm on. I'm fired up. I don't know about you. Oh, I feel really loud. Can you all hear me okay? Yeah. Okay. We have had an interesting week this week because um, on Monday we started with that horrible vomit bug and I was the one that seemed to start with it. I don't know why but it was like, oh, it was horrible, horrible and I remember just I have never been so sick for a long time. It was so horrible. As I was throwing up, I was going, thank you, Jesus, you know, every time. Because I'm like, um, this isn't getting the better of me. Thank you, Jesus. And then it would be like, you know. And then it was, it was like a, a good friend. I passed it on to the others just so they could share some of it. So it was really great. So it's going through the family at the moment. And my um, little ones at home, so, but we're all good. We're pumped. So are your hearts ready this morning to receive the word? We are ready. We are ready. Fantastic. Hearts are ready. Minds are ready. Well, um, grace and favor. What a great subject, eh? Grace and favor. Such a good subject. Well, when I was praying this morning about what to, um, I mean, not this morning, when I was praying and talking to God what, um, about what to share this morning, he said, I want you to preach from Daniel chapter 3. And I had a look at Daniel chapter three, and I'm like, "Really? Grace and fever?" So I'm going to preach on grace and fever from Daniel chapter three, three, and my title is "Smelling Like Heaven." Do you smell like heaven this morning, people? And before you sniff your armpits, I'm not not that kind of smelling, but smelling like heaven. So it starts in Daniel chapter 3 and I'm going to do a little bit of reading if my eyes will cope with it. And it's to do with a story set in Babylon. Babylon was this huge empire ruled by quite an evil king but he was very proud and his name was Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar Has got um, people there that he's taken captive, and there's three young men there, and I love the names. I remember learning about these in Sunday school when I was a little kid: Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, three young men. And I remember as a child we used we used to say Shadrach, Meshach, and off to bed you go. That was normally what we used to say. But here's this king, and he's building. He decides he wants to build a big image of gold. It's so high. And he sets it up in the province, and then he summons everybody, all the leaders, all the government leaders, like these would be the MPs, the leaders, all his friends, everyone comes along. This is going to be his big day. He's so proud, and this is going to be his big day, where he's going to unveil this big statue. And he says to the, the whole nation, the whole empire, that when you hear music, when you hear, this is verse... Um, it is, when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the pipes, the pipes, do you know actually some translations have that as bagpipes, (laughs) yeah, I just thought that's very anointed word there, I just thought I'd share that because bagpipes are very anointed instruments and one day we're going to see them in church, yes we are, just thought I'd mention that in passing and all kinds of music, you must fall down. So this is what he's saying. You must fall down and worship the image of gold that the king Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship, well, we have got some real nice consequences, will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. So that's nice. That's a good prospect, isn't it? And verse 8 says this. At this time, some astrologers, came forward and accused the Jews. They were accusers. They said, "Oh king, there are three guys here, I'm interpreting a little bit to, that have not fallen down and worshipped this golden idol. Do you know, whenever you want to do what's right, you'll always have accusers that come along. Try being a pastor. You get lots of accusers. It's awesome. But do you know what? These men... They were taken to the king, and you have to remember he's a very proud, proud king of a big empire, and this was his day. He just wanted to show everyone how mighty he was. He built this big statue. It might even have been of himself, and he wanted them to bow down. And this was his big day, and there he said, look, I'm going to give you another chance. If you hear this music, and when you hear the music, I'm going to give you another chance. If you Bow down and worship this golden statue, then I will not throw you in the fiery furnace. But this is what they said. They said, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not save your gods or worship the image of gold. So moving on. So this was just, he was fuming by now. He was so angry that he had almost like they were not going to bow down to this golden image. So he instructed the men that were there to heap this furnace seven times hotter than what it was originally. And they got the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they threw them into the blazing furnace. So these men... That was these young men, these Jewish young men, wearing their robes, their trousers, their turbans, and the other clothes, they were bound and thrown into the the, um, blazing furnace. And it says here, And these three men firmly tied them, and they fell into the blazing furnace. So that's amazing. And then King Nebuchadnezzar says this. King Nebuchadnezzar says, with astonishment, he looks and he says, weren't there three men there that you tied up? And he said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire. They are unbound, they are unharmed, and the fourth looks like the Son of God. Isn't that fantastic? And then it goes on to say further down. As they as the calls forth, come out, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. And as these officials and as the king looked on these young men, they saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their head singed, their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. No smell of fire on them. And Nebuchadnezzar says, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And you, God, can save in this way. No other God can save like this. And it finishes... The last verse in verse 30 says, Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The king promoted them. Isn't that amazing? Do you know what? The enemy, the devil, wants you to bow down to the image of gold. You know the devil has set up things in this world. He wants you to bow down so that you do not fulfill your dream and your destiny in life. God has a plan and a purpose for you. And he wants, the devil wants you to bow down to like this image of gold. He wants you to follow the things of this world and not fulfill the destiny that God has for you. Even the devil, he appeared to Jesus when he was here on earth because he's so full of pride and he said, I want you to bow down to me. You know, in Matthew 4 and 9, the devil had said this, at this I will give you all this. He's, The devil is trying to trick Jesus into saying all this in the the nations will be yours if you bow down and worship me. The devil wants us to bow down to circumstances, to bow down to the things in this world. But do you know what? Jesus said, every knee shall bow to him. Every knee on earth, every knee above above the earth and under the earth. Every knee shall bow. Do you know that um, Jesus is grace himself. Jesus, who is grace. And you know what we bow to is we bow to grace. Isn't that wonderful today that Jesus wants us to bow to grace, not to the things of this world? When you want to follow what's right, you always have the accusers. Always have the accusers. And, you know, people say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I do go to church. Or I attend church sometimes. They tell us, oh, you know, I follow Jesus. But you can't speak like heaven and look like hell. What you carry in you is greater than what you go through. Your body is called the temple of the Holy Spirit. In other words, you house the presence of Christ within you. What an amazing thing that is. And it says in verse 20 that they were thrown in with their clothes on them. I love that. Do you know that the devil wants to remove you of your dignity? He wants to strip you of everything that God has given to you in life. God has given you life more abundant and the devil wants to strip it. He wants to take anointing from you, but it's yours through Christ, through Jesus. And verse 37 says, there was no smell of fire on them. They did not stink. Do you know they had been through the fire, they had been tried and tested, but they came out with no smell on them. They smelled like heaven. You know, um, Chloe, she goes to the gym quite always. She loves the gym. And I I have to pick her up. And when she gets in the car, she's like red-faced and, she just sinks down and she goes, oh, I'm shattered. And she says, do I stink? And I go, Chloe, you might look like stink, but to me, you smell like heaven. You know, she's just awesome. And um, sometimes people go through things and they start to stink. You know, that they live with unforgiveness. They have a bad attitude or they have become bitter. And we start to stink in life. You know, we get, a bad attitude. And you know, I remember when I wasn't long married. I wasn't long married. And um, Paul and I were having this debate. And Paul, and it was quite late at night. We were in bed and we were having this nice, lovely debate, as you do, especially when you're first married. And he, and he says, I've had enough of this. I'm going off into the living room to sleep for the night. So we had this window seat And he took his pillow and he went off and he started to sleep on the window of of the window seat. And me being a woman, and whether it's my Scottish blood or not, I'm like, I don't want him to get the last word or the better of me. I was like, oh, such a bad attitude. So I I, um, thought, nah, I don't want to let him away with that. So I went into the kitchen and he was asleep. I filled up a bottle, a, a bucket, sorry, of really cold water and I just crept up to him and I tipped it all over him. And do you know what he did? He did absolutely nothing. He just rolled over off on the floor with his wet clothes and he went to sleep. Well I was, talk about fuming with a stink attitude. That just made me worse because he'd done nothing. I went to bed and I was fuming. I thought, why couldn't he have just got annoyed? Why couldn't he have just fired up at me and just got aggro with me? But he just did nothing. He showed me grace. And I was so cross that I probably never slept very well that night. And in the morning when I got out of bed after a very bad sleep, I came into the living room and Paul was just as friendly as ever. How are you this morning, darling? And I had this stink attitude. I'm like, Ugh. I was so cross. But do you know what? I had to deal with my stink attitude. And I had to say sorry. What is it with women and saying sorry? Terrible. We struggle, eh? But I had to say sorry because of what I'd done. Because he showed me grace when I had such a stink attitude. And I want to tell you the first time that grace is mentioned in the Bible. And when something is mentioned for the first time in the Bible, God is called the, like the law the principle of first mention in the Bible. It's something that God really wants you to take notice of. And it's mentioned, the word grace, in Genesis 6, verse 8. It says, and Noah found grace, that's favor or grace, in the eyes of the Lord. You know, Noah lived in a day just like with Nebuchadnezzar with these young men living in a day where it says man was doing what was right in his own eyes. They were, they were becoming full of their own, own importance and pride and like Babylon, moving away from the truth and, listening, and not listening to the instruction of God. And it's not a coincidence, you know, that Noah's name means rest. And I just think that is amazing that when you rest in Jesus, who is grace, you will just receive grace. Grace is the answer to your problems today. Let Jesus into your life. Let him into your circumstance. And another thing that I noticed, that after Noah had come out of the ark, who is rest, it says that he offered up a sacrifice, something that cost him. And it says that it ascended to God as a sweet-smelling aroma. You know, he had been through a lot. And it says, rest, Noah, who means rest, experienced grace from the Lord, and he offered up a sacrifice, and it became a sweet-smelling aroma to God. And I want to tell you about a lady in church who went through, who's been through a lot as well. Do you know Luella in our church? She's been through a lot in her life. And you know, you can go through a lot, you can go through, be tried by fire. You can go feel like you're going through the fire, through such a lot in life, and and she's come through smelling like heaven. Do you know that um, her son? He he was married, and he um he his, his young wife, she um she got cancer, and they prayed and prayed for her, and she passed away of cancer at a very young, young age, le- leaving two young children. And that was hard for Luella. She was there to support her son through all this sad time. And you know what else she kept giving out? Even in the church, she still kept giving out. And then a while later, a wee while after that, her, um, her grandson, was. Um, she had word that her grandson had been killed in an accident. And that was another blow. But do you know what she continued to do? Instead of getting a stink attitude, she kept the grace and the love of God in her life, and she just glorified God through it. And I just commend her for that because she has such, to me, she smells like heaven. And she kept giving out and giving out and giving out, helping needy people, giving food parcels out, serving in church. What a sweet aroma that is to Jesus, to God. You know, when you can get tried and tested and you can go through the fire, but God is with you through it. You know, the devil has um, tried to take us out sometimes. But if you have been through the, the fire and he tries to rob you of your destiny and joy, then this is the word here to encourage you. God is in control. He is on the throne, not the devil. God has favor for you. You can come through things and not smell like there is any smell on you. You know, the um, Genesis 11, it speaks, the first time that Babylon is ever mentioned is in Genesis 11. And that was when also the people through pride were building this big tower to heaven. And um, the name there, they called it Babel or Babel, which means confusion. You know, the devil wants to bring confusion. He wants to keep us bound tight so that we don't fulfill what God has for us. He has amazing plans and dreams for each one of you. And I believe there is a generation rising up that will not bow to the need, that will not bow to the things of this world, that will not bow to like this image of gold. There are a generation rising up who wants the truth. People who have fed up with religion really because religion is just man-made laws, man-made things that just It's a different God for every religion or a different belief. And it only brings confusion like the Tower of Babel did there back in the day of Genesis, where man becomes the center and not Jesus, where grace is not lived out in the way God intended for us. And religion that leaves you bound and condemned, but Jesus came to bring freedom. And these young men, they said, we will not bow to you, God's. And this is what happened in verse 23. It says, they fell in the fire. They went through such a challenging time. It says they fell down. But do you know they fell down and they were bound at the feet of the Lord, really, in the fire. When you worship through the difficult situation that you're going through, your miracle is assured. You know you can receive such great freedom and breakthrough. The other thing is they were favored with freedom because it said that the Lord loosed their bonds. They had been tied by the tireless men. Do you know the devil wants to tie you up so much? He wants to make you bound so that you are not free to walk in the calling that God has for you. So you can be in the fire and you can still be free in the Lord. Isn't that wonderful today that no matter what you are going through in life, no matter what comes against you, you can be free in the Lord through the fire. And then it says, they followed in the flames. Verse 25, they did not run out of the fire. They walked around. They were following the Lord. Isn't that amazing? It was like a Jericho walk. They were walking around. And then verse 25 says, they came out unbound and unharmed. They remained faithful to God, and only thing that they lost was the ropes. The enemy wants to keep you bound, but Jesus has freedom for you. You can be free in Christ. Are you needing a breakthrough in your circumstances this morning? Then just refuse to bow to the enemy. He wants to give you things that are never going to satisfy you in life, but through Grace, Jesus, is the answer to your freedom and your breakthrough this morning. I tell you, if you want joy, get Jesus in your life. Such great grace. This world will never give satisfaction, but coming to understand the grace and favor of God. The devil wants to get vindictive. He wants to take people to his hell and get you to buy down to everything that the world can offer. But Jesus extends his grace and his love to you this morning. So even through the fire and the trials of life, Jesus is with you. You are never alone. He is walking with you like he was with these young men when the king said, there is one there that looks like the son of God. God is with you through life. He will never leave you. He'll never forsake you. No matter what you are going through, he is with you. And you can be left with no burn no smell. It says there was no sins on them, on their clothes. There, have, there are no after effects when God is with you in the fire. I will not bow down. We will not have our joy taken from us as God is on the throne. So if the devil continues to remind you of your past, you remind him of his future. It's not a great one. So we God will cast the devil and his angels into the lake of fire. That's right. So the favor of God for his people can never be extinguished by the fires of life. God has great grace and favor for you today. Have you been going through the fire? Have you been facing challenges? Well, I can tell you what hopes you had that you felt might be extinguished or your light has faded, God's favor never stops. It goes on and on. God's goodness is there for you. Keep worshiping the Lord like these young men as they went through into the fire. Keep worshiping the Lord because the enemy wants to keep you bound. And no matter what life throws at you, when the king looked into the furnace, they were walking free. God has freedom for you this morning. Isn't it good? I love the freedom in Christ. People want to tie you up. They want to bind you. They want to speak things over you that are negative. They want to just take you down. But Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundant. Yeah, I love the abundant life in Christ. And I wanted to just leave you with this verse before I close in Isaiah 43. It's such a great verse. Isaiah 43, verse 1 and 2, and it says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. You're not down and out here this morning. You are an overcomer. God is with you through life's challenges, through life's um, circumstances. You are an overcomer and you can walk through this morning. You are not blessed in where you are, but you are blessed in who you are. You are a son or a daughter of the most high God like the king came to see. You are a son and daughter of the most high God and he has freedom and victory for you. And it says right at the end, and the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The hell that you feel you have gone through, God is able to make you smell like heaven this morning. God has promotion for you here today. God has favor for you. Keep your eyes on him. He is the answer. And like verse 17 said, like the young men said to the king, Our God is able, God is able to deliver you today. God has favor coming your way. You are going to smell like heaven. Okay, I would like to just take this opportunity for those who might want to smell like heaven this morning, people who just have been going through life's trials and challenges and saying, I just can't do it alone. I would really want to know more about Jesus and about what he has and about his truth because the things of this world don't satisfy me. If that's you here this morning, as every head is bowed and every eye closed, as God is searching your heart this morning, thank you, Jesus. This is your time for you to respond. Thank you, Jesus. God wants to spend life, but not just life. He wants to spend eternity with you. He has promised that he will never leave you or forsake you. And if you are here this morning and you say, I want to get right with Jesus, I want Jesus in my life so that when I go through life and challenges of life, I have him with me. So if that's you here this morning, we would like you to put up your hand. No one else is watching. It's just between you and God. And I will agree with you because we know that you need Jesus just like I needed Jesus, like these young men needed Jesus. If that's you here this morning, we'd like you to pop up your hand and say, I need Jesus in my life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Anyone here this morning who would love to receive Jesus? Thank you, Lord. It's a great opportunity. Never let it run by you. Thank you, Lord. God is faithful to his promises. Anyone else? Thank you, Father. And if there's anyone here while we're playing, I ask the band to play this song called Glorious Ruins. And as you're singing these words, if there's anyone here today that feels they have just been going through stuff and they would love prayer, we have the ministry team. We'd love to pray with you, to stand with you, and to believe for your breakthrough, to believe for your miracle this morning. Thank you, church. All right. Thanks.